Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! Familiar, comforting, lovely. That's how Pooh describes the return of Bake Off. And she <laughs> is on point. <laughs> I am so glad to be back. This season premiere was amazing. I can't wait to start this season of the podcast. A lot happened. A lot happened. And I ate it all up. Give me that Bake Off. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I can't get enough Bake Off. It was an amazing season premiere. I think one of the best season premieres we've had. Yeah? Yep. Oh, yeah. By the way, um, I'm Q. I'm still M. Yep. And welcome to our coverage of this brand new season at Bake Off. In the bubble. In the bubble. What, what did you think of the episode? Oh, I liked it. I thought that there was a lot of content in a short amount of time. Did you notice that it was longer? It was. It yeah. was more than the regular, what, what do we get, 50 minutes an hour? I think normally, I think it's a, it's 15 minutes uh, TV time extra. Yeah. Um, so normally it's an hour. So I guess it's 15 minutes of extras, mm. more so than the regular. Mm. And also, um, I heard some weird trivia, which is that supposedly it was supposed to air at 8 o'clock in the UK. Uh-huh. But then Boris Johnson, the prime minister, had a, like, he addressed the nation right before Bake Off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So his address was from 8 to 8.15. Uh-huh. And then Bake Off was from 8.15 to 9.30. Wow. Yeah. Which Hilarious. kind of makes sense with the new the intro that Matt Lucas is doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we got a new host. Yeah. Um, we did get a new host. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say something controversial. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't like some of his jokes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it didn't work for me. I'm going to agree with you where the things that I'm finding funny are a little bit different. At yeah. least in this first episode. It's not the, the typical pun type things that we normally key on. So Maybe it's because I miss um, Sandy. Sandy. <laughs> you miss her so much you don't remember her name. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, Matt, this is his first episode. Some of his jokes, I felt like they were too set up. It didn't seem mm. natural, mm. and it seemed kind of like forced. Um, we'll go over a bit, but uh, I mean, it's his first outing. I'm I'm sure he'll approve and he'll grow on me later. Like when Noel and Sandy first came on, I was like, oh, I don't know if I like them, but eventually I like I love Noel and Sandy. So maybe I just need a couple episodes for Matt Lucas to grow on me. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know either. Um. Wait, Mel and Sandy. Yeah, Noel and Sandy. Oh. Noel? No, right? Okay. I, I thought you said Mel. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, I was like, are we, just, are we just gra- grabbing all your favorite Mel, Sue, Noel, Sandy, they're, they're yeah. all good. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> Noel, yes. Yeah. Noel and Sandy. Yeah, I mean, Matt, he starts off the episode right away. He's Boris Johnson. He has like a Funny little stay alert, protect cake, save lobes, which was pretty funny. Yeah. But that was like written on his little, like his little stand. 
Um, the controversy that they introduced, one of the many controversies of the episode, the first one is Matt asks, is it scone or scone? Yes. To Prue and Paul. Mm -hmm. I've never heard anyone pronounce it as scone. <laughs> Not till <laughs> this episode. Uh, Prue says it's scone mm -hmm. and Paul says scone. I'm like, really, Paul? Is it really scone? I don't know. <laughs> I've only heard it the one way, too, so it's hard to say. Yeah, maybe it's like a UK thing. Could be. There's going to be a lot of UK things. I, I think oh yeah, there, <laughs> this, this is the beginning of many UK things. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of the episode, we get kind of like an intro. Noel says, this year's bakers will be a part of something special. Mm -hmm. Bake Off has had to make some changes in light of the worldwide pandemic. Everybody is living in a Bake Off village slash bubble. Mm. But, uh, my guess is that they've been um, isolating for two weeks. And before they start the first week of it. Do you think there might be some like, extra correct what? <laughs> Breaches <laughs> in the bubble? I don't I mean, know. Could be, could be. I think of the NBA, man. That's not <laughs> well, I was kinda going there, but not exactly. But I was wondering if because they're together all the time, because in past seasons they were able to go home, right? Yeah. But yep. now they're stuck together. Do you think that there could be some romances or anything? Or there could be. I mean, extra. last season there was a romance, and they weren't in the bubble. Right. Yeah. Right. So. Um. Yeah, we'll find out. Hmm. Hmm. Um. At this point of the episode, we get some clips. The clips in the beginning of this episode were kind of spoiler, don't you think? Like as to what was happening in the episode. The, the clips in the beginning showed some parts of the episode that I was dreading. When they oh. Yeah. I was like, oh no, that's gonna happen. This is gonna happen. <laughs> oh no. That's what those teasers are for, right? Like yeah. Man, it got me worried. I was like, who's this gonna happen to? And um, yeah, I was kind of like looking not looking for the opposite of looking for, dreading. I was dreading some oh, Okay. There was some editing that went on where they kind of showed a clip, but then when we saw the actual scene, it was a different scene. That's true, you're right. So that's a mix up. <laughs> yeah. Now we get into the episode. Let's. All right, I'm going to start it off with the signature bake. So it is cake week. And for the first signature challenge of 2020, the bakers had to create an intricate Battenberg cake wrapped in marzipan. <laughs> any sponge, any flavor, when cut inside, there must be kind of like a cool design. Uh, the bakers get two hours. And then we got a little like segment where like Matt isn't good at timing the announcement of bake. But they say ready, set, bake. <laughs> yeah. And he keeps like he keeps mispronouncing it. I think it's supposed to be like funny because he goes early and then he goes like severely late. But um Right. I, this joke didn't work for me. Wow. I think I think what's gonna happen is we're gonna have a whole new spin-off show <laughs> on, <laughs> on dissecting his humor, Matt's humor. I think it was, I mean, when like Noel and Sandy used to like host and make jokes, it seems like kind of natural, but these all seem like very, like very set up. Right. Like, right. I don't, it felt forced to me. I mean, they're just trying to break it in. But... We'll see, mean, let's give them some know. time. Let's yeah, give we'll give them some time. time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, they announced bake, and we are off to the races on the signature bake. Uh, Prue gives some advice. She says, every marzipan's lever. 
I mean, marzipan lover's favorite cake is a Battenberg. Hmm. It's like there's like a lot of marzipan all over. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul says they're looking for a beautiful, smooth marzipan with punchy colors and flavor. Uh, Battenberg must have two flavors and a kind of like a sharp, sharp checkerboard like design. And they say the edges must be very sharp to present a clear, a clear cross section when cut into the Battenberg. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's it's kind of hard to describe, but if you saw it, it's just a square with like a four quadrant checkerboard instead. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> most of them. <laughs> we'll get to that. I, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go over our first baker. Okay, really quick. Can, is, we note, can we note that they were required to make their own marzipan? That's true. They, yes. they, they were not able to go out of the bubble and go buy marzipan. At, for, um, for this round, store. at least. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like in the showstopper, they did not make their own marzipan. But anyway, for this round, yeah. they were required to make their own marzipan. Yes, they were required to make their own marzipan. Which... Uh, are they going out and buying stuff? Like out of the bubble? Like, were they allowed to? I don't know. I, I'm wondering if they had the pre-plan, so they had to bring everything in early. Mm, maybe. Yeah. That would make mm. sense. All right, on to Dave. All right. Uh, Dave, he is an armored security guard. And uh, he's getting ready for the arrival of his first baby. Which uh, I was like, Dave's gonna be in this bubble for how, how long is Dave gonna be in the bubble for? He has a pregnant wife at home. Uh, it's just ten weeks. <laughs> That's pretty long. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think Dave is like shirking his responsibility as a father and uh, by being on a baking show? Well, we're, his bakes are gonna determine that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he could go out next week and he could that's be. That's right. You know? <laughs> Right. So yeah, Dave is attempting to make a chocolate espresso martini Battenberg cake, which sounds delicious. Uh, chocolate espresso martini. I like all those words separately and together. They sound pretty good too. Um, his sponge one, his first sponge, will be chocolate and coffee liqueur flavored. And his second sponge will be vodka and coffee flavored. And then his marzipan is a vodka marzipan. So a lot of <laughs> When he's talking about it, he talks a lot about like a lot of alcohol, right? It's boozy. Boozy. It, it very sounds boozy. boozy. It sounds, it sounds boozy. boozy. Yeah. So we get to judging. Uh, Bruce says that has his Badberg has very nice square edges, mm-hmm. and the coffee and the chocolate are good. Uh, Paul says he can't taste the booze, which yeah. uh, that was surprising. I know because every element of his like Badberg seemed to have booze in it. Mm-hmm. Paul said he couldn't taste it. And he said his bake was good. However, he thinks that Dave explained it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I think if Dave didn't tell him that there was booze in there, I think he would have gotten like a lot better reviews. That happens a lot on these types of shows. Yeah, definitely. Sometimes when you deliver or you say you're going to deliver something and it doesn't meet those expectations, then yep. you get criticized, right? Yep, that's gonna, we're going to go over some of, some of these incidents. In this <laughs> so you should just present it as, Battenberg. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> Not even cake. All right. <laughs> okay. So I have to admit, when they pronounced her name the first time, I had no idea what they said. But I think it's Ermine, like with a silent H. That makes more sense than her mind. Right. Which is just the word her and mind combined. Yeah. Right. So I think right. it's Ermine. Okay. 
our accountant, one of our accountants, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. She's making a chocolate and orange Battenberg cake. So she's going to have a dark chocolate orange and then chocolate orange marzipan. And she's going to do something different by using marmalade in her marzipan instead of, I think they said eggs, replacing the eggs. Mm. Is that right? Yep. Yep. So it was pretty cool looking, I thought. It was okay. What did you think about it? Um, that's colorful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You should get points for that. Yeah. So during judging, Prue did say it was striking, so that was good. Paul said that the decoration was very neat and that the marmalade brought out a bit of bitterness, which in this case was a good thing because I guess it would never really be too sweet. Mm. And then Prue said that it was a pleasure to eat it. So overall, I think she did pretty well. Yeah, I think she started off well. Yeah. Or Ermine. Ermine. I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we have Laura. So Laura is a Samaritan's volunteer. And she has a huge garden with koi in it, <laughs> which That's is cool. cool. You know, koi brings good luck. Oh, I did not. Will it bring luck, good luck in the, the rest of the season? Hmm. We're going to find out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Laura admits right away that she is not a fan of marzipan, but she is going to make it anyway. Her sponge is a coconut sponge, and she also has a raspberry ripple punch, and uh, she's covering her sponges with a pink marzipan and very nicely piped roses. So I, th- I, get to, I can tell that Laura is good at piping. Mm-hmm. Good flowers. Uh, during judging, Cruz said that her bake was kind of messy because it was like messy on the inside. They expected like a neatness between like uh, alternating like uh, sponges. Mm. But the, the sharpness of the, the edges weren't there. They kind of blended together. Um, yeah, Paul says everything in the middle melted together. However, the piped roses are really nice. <laughs> yeah. So kind of a mixed good. reveal. Mixed, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So next we have Linda, our retirement living team leader. I'm still not exactly sure what that is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Linda's doing something different. She's making an ambulance Battenberg. So yep. this thing is shaped or supposed to be shaped like an ambulance. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of basic. It was Raspberry buttercream it had emergency stripes and chevrons on it. And it was a tribute to her cousin, who was a paramedic that passed away. So that was a nice tribute. Mm-hmm. However, during judging, Paul said that it was lacking an identity and it was just unfinished, which it kind of was. I don't think she was able to put the time in to get all the details that she wanted. Right? Yeah, it was unfortunate. I kind of wish she did better just because uh, it was kind of like a tribute. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I think, yeah, not well. And when biting into it, Paul said it was overbaked and bone dry. Overbaked, bone dry, you're going to hear that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, like, a that's a thing this episode. That's the theme of the episode. You think it's cake week, but really, overbaked and <laughs> overbaked, bone, dry. bone dry week, yeah. And, <laughs> All right. Yep. And one, one nice thing, though, they did have a display, uh, a picture display of her cousin. And Prue had said that they w- she wishes that they could have given points to her handsome cousin, which was nice to say. Because yeah. I'm sure that Linda wanted to put out a really good cake out there. So. Nice. All right. Next we have... Um, please correct me if I'm pronouncing this wrong. Lorea? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Lorea. That's kind of what I heard, yeah. Okay, Lorea. Yeah. So Lorea is a radiographer. 
And uh, she has a cool neighbor that tests her recipes, kind of like Wilson from Home Improvement. Mm. Did it remind you of that? Mm. You didn't see the whole face. Yeah. <laughs> Just like <laughs> top of the head. Yeah. yeah. Wilson, Wilson. <laughs> Lorraine is making a hot summer's day treats, Battenberg. Um, so Lorraine's flavors are <laughs> bubble gum and cream, cream soda. Wow. And um, when Palm Poo asks her how she's getting these flavors, she says, oh, it's from a bottle. So it's artificial flavoring, which is, um, it, it causes a reaction from the judges. They look kind of upset. Poo <laughs> <laughs> says, oh my. And uh, Paul just looks disturbed. <laughs> so not not a good start for Laura. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They, Paul does not like, na- um, like not natural flavors. He doesn't like it when you bring in like just a, a bio that has it's just a flavor and that's the flavor they're going for yeah yeah and then uh, her, <laughs> her badberg is wrapped in a bright blue marzipan and it also looks very artificial <laughs> <laughs> yeah um no is very optimistic he says what i love about this is everything <laughs> because <laughs> no is a funny guy and uh during baking she says it's very blue well, what's life without taking a little risk? Um, he definitely takes risks because during judging, who says it's very striking. However, she can smell the bubble gum before she even eats it. <laughs> and then when they cut into it and they eat it, eat it, they say that her bake is bone dry. Bone dry. Bone dry. And even though it's bone dry, the flavors are way too intense and they taste artificial. And also her marzipan is too thick. So this is a very bad start for Lorena. Mm, yeah. Very bad. <laughs> Not a good look. Yeah, no. Um, it makes me wonder if she's seen the show before. I'm sure she has. No? I feel like you have to. Just the bringing in like artificial flavoring. It seems... I don't know. It's, also, it's like... like uh, who, who's the student here? Peter. When we get to Peter. Right. He he's the baking show student, so he would know not to do it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. So also a student, maybe not a student of the show. Like you've seen the show, but you're not really a student of the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, not a good start for Laura. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little late for doing homework now. So. <laughs> okay. So up next, my pick, Lottie. <laughs> okay, I was a little bit disappointed because. When we did the preview, we uh, understand that she is a pantomime producer, but I didn't see any of that. No, so, I, was, I was pretty upset about that too. I'm hoping that she goes a little further so we can get a glimpse of it. Yeah, we just saw her listening to Viking Metal. Yeah, what's up with that? Viking Metal and doing yoga. I don't even know what <laughs> Viking Metal is. Do you? Um, I'm assuming it's a type of heavy metal that is what? like battle music. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I'll have to look into that. Okay, so Lottie's making a rhubarb and custard Battenberg cake, striped marzipan in a star-shaped sponge. So it's a little bit different than the four squares, yeah? Or it's supposed to be. (laughs) So she has a little issue in the beginning, and she has to restart. She's got some lumps of butter in there. So she ends up getting behind like 20 minutes, which is not great, right? She was one of the preview snippets that we got to see. But when she presented it, it was really cute. It was wrapped in plastic and it looked like a piece of candy. So that was kind of cool, right? Yeah, it reminded me of something like Francis would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I thought I thought it was good. 
So when it came down to judging, Prue said that she liked the stripes, that the colors were really wonderful, and that she liked the cake. And she did pose a question to Alati saying, are they both supposed to taste the same? <laughs> In which Lottie replied with a great answer, uh, yes. <laughs> Always good. Right? Yeah. But then she fessed up and said that the yellow is supposed to be a custard. <laughs> but, so Prue said that they, they both taste delicious and the same. So <laughs> I guess there wasn't too much of a difference between the flavors. But she did comment that the acidity, I think from the rhubarb, had cut the sweetness and that she was struggling not to eat more, which is a good sign. Mm -hmm. Paul said that the star was messy, and it kind of was, and asked if it was warm when she was kind of putting it all together, and she confessed yes. Uh, but he did say that the rhubarb was nice and strong, so mm -hmm. I think a, a good first outing for Lottie. Yeah, I, th I think so too, especially yeah. when it came to flavor and taste. Mm -hmm. uh, next, we have Mac. So we have Mac, Mark, and then Mark, but this is Mac. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so Mac is our management accountant, who is also a beekeeper, and he does beekeeping as a hobby with his son, which is pretty cool. It's cool. Keeping bees with your kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Mac also tells us that he, he hates like the regular marzipan, which is like almond marzipan. Right. So he's like, I ain't going to do that. I'm going to do pistachio marzipan because I like that better. Um, and he's also doing two different sponges. One is orange, and then one is spiced them ginger very interesting flavor combinations during judging Prue says that his uh east india battenberg is very neat and has good orange flavor paul immediately questions the ginger with the orange and he says he did not like the pistachio on the outside mm. um and then Prue follows that up by saying yeah it would have been better with an almond mars pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah harsh so yeah Mac tried to do something different. I mean, he was the only one that was going for the pistachio marzipan, and uh, he got punished for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So next time, just conform, Mac. <laughs> just do what everyone else is doing. Be boring, I guess. I don't know. Let's see if it's a trend with him, though. I feel like yeah. he's a risk taker. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so up next, we have our first Mark. Mark with a C. Mm -hmm. And so we originally saw him as a bronze resin sculpture but they describe him as a support worker right yeah it's uh maybe it's like multiple hats yeah so he has two daughters jasmine and rosie and he is making a bittersweet battenberg cake so he's gonna have sour cherry and then chocolate walnut with a mm. highly decorated rose water marzipan and we know how that rose water can go. <laughs> Very risky rose water. Yeah. Yeah. So they talk about his name and you know how there's two marks and if he's willing to give up his name. So it looks like we could have a possible nickname for Mark with a C, which would be Hamish. Named name after his dog? his dog. Yeah, his dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know if we should call him Mark with a C or Hamish or uh, just Mark. Mark with a C, I guess. Mark with a C for now. Okay. Yeah, I Hamish is too one. hard to remember. <laughs> I like that name though. Hamish is cool. Hamish, that's a cool yeah. name. Yeah. So when it came down to judging, okay, I swear to you, I watched this about ten times because I had no idea what Paul was saying. <laughs> <laughs> so I think he said if Fanny Craddock made a Battenberg, this is what it would look like. 
Fanny Craddock. Don't know who that is. Right. So I spent a little time researching, and it looks like she was like a TV chef. She she seems sort of like an eccentric TV chef from a while ago, because the clip that I saw was from the 1970s. Okay. Yeah. I saw her put some, like, powdered sugar on an omelet. <laughs> and it was like a holiday episode, and it was like green velvet with all this tinsel going on. So... Market asked if that was a compliment, and it didn't really seem like it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think it was. Yeah. So Prue said that it was a bit too busy, although it had a good, strong sour cherry flavor, but a little too much rose water. Yeah, always a risky ingredient that rose water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not too great. <laughs> not too great for yeah. Mark with a C, yeah. Not not too good for Mark with a C. Um. We follow up Mark with a C. We have Mark with a K. Yeah. Um, he's a project manager who has a dog. <laughs> he has a dog. <laughs> um, he is attempting to make a Turkish bazaar-inspired Battenberg. And uh, right from the beginning, while he's describing his bake, he tells us that him and his wife love Battenberg. And uh, it's an appropriate time to make a Battenberg because today is actually his wedding anniversary. Nice. Um, he said he messaged her in the morning, but have not contacted her since. Hmm. So uh, Mark and uh, Dave are the ones who are kind of like not great husbands. They're just leaving the wives at home, going on like an eight-week bubble. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm br- sure they're. You are bringing it this episode. I'm sure. I'm sure they're great husbands. <laughs> And happy, happy anniversary, Mark with a K. Um, but yeah, he's making a Turkish Bazaar-inspired Battenberg. His first sponge has pistachio cardamom. And his second sponge has pomegranate and orange. And it's wrapped in an almond and orange marzipan. And the color is green. Kind of like a slime green. Yeah. Yep. Green. <laughs> so, sure. Definitely green. Now, during judging, Prue says it has a nice light sponge. And Paul said that he liked that there was pistachio bits in the sponge, which gave it a nice texture. And that's pretty much it. Hmm. We have a lot of people to cover, so we're not getting probably as much commentary as we normally would, right? Yeah, I think that's that's what's happening. Yeah. Okay, so up next we have Peter with an R. <laughs> he, he is our accounting and finance student, right? Yep. So he'll be making a gluten-free chocolate and orange Battenberg cake. So we saw him playing a little badminton. I'm assuming this is his older brother, Andrew, who is gluten intolerant, which is why Peter has an affinity for making gluten-free bakes, yep. right? So that's kind good, of his wheelhouse. Good skills there, Sherlock. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're looking at a dark chocolate and pureed orange uh, Battenberg here with choco and orange zest with a polka dot marzipan, which was pretty cool. Okay, so you're going to have to help me with this. I had to do a little recon also. But he said from Series 3, there was a John Waite on Bake Off. Yep. And he got a tip from, from John where John said that his mom told him to listen to the bake. And that if it's still wet, it's going to sound like it's boiling away. But if it's a nice, moist cake, it just has a gentle sound to it. <laughs> so I think it works. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Peter is a good student for studying all the seasons of Bake Off. 
yeah. and incorporating things that he learned from watching Bake Off. So we haven't covered series three yet, though, right? So I don't know who no. John Wade is. Okay, good. I was like, did I forget, <laughs> did no. I forget who John Wade is? <laughs> okay. I had to do a lot of recon for this. <laughs> All right. So during judging, Paul said that he likes the overall look of it. It's very neat. Prue said that she liked the polka dots and that the texture, especially of the chocolate one. So uh, Paul continued by saying that the chocolate was very lovely and decadent, and the orange was as well. And it's great for a gluten-free cake, so mm -hmm. that it was very well done. So I think he did pretty well listening yeah. to that cake. Good, good start from our student, Peter. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so next we have Rowan, who is my <laughs> pick. He's my pick to win, uh, to win the season. You got a good one, you got a good one. <laughs> so Rowan is a music teacher, and he's shown playing a magic flute in a little clip. Okay, I'm just gonna describe to you what Rowan does, and you have to tell me why he isn't the most interesting person in the tent. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Rowan is making a magic flute Badberg cake with a night sky Mars pan. Mm -hmm. uh, when he's describing his cake, he said he's inspired by Mozart, mm -hmm. and he wants to create a temple of enlightenment inside his cake, mm -hmm. and also forces of darkness that surround the cake, which would be the Mars pan. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a little too basic for me. <laughs> <laughs> Not just that. Oh, so there's more. Inside of his cake, there's 13 sections of sponge. Yeah. They're all cut up separately. Uh, there's three flavors instead of two, lemon, rose, and vanilla. <laughs> and also, he made a custom box. That thing that was, was cool. He made it out of an old CD storage box. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what are CDs? I don't know. <laughs> Is that what you listen to Viking music on? Yeah, yeah, Viking music. <laughs> so Rowan, maybe on our previous show, I was like, Rowan looks like the most interesting baker. Hmm. And uh, he is living up to that. Yeah. <laughs> he he yeah. is cool. He's doing good things here. He's doing good. He, he definitely goes for it. Like in yeah. his first bake, he goes for it. Except um, he's not doing all the things. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so um, his sponge comes out a little raw. And he's like, you know, I'm just going to throw it in the microwave, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> And they're judging Paul and Prue don't comment that it was thrown into the microwave. No. Yeah, Rowan it, says that it, yeah. it's a microwave oven. We've talked about it. It's still, <laughs> yeah, it's still it's baking. Just, it's, a, it's, just, it's still an oven. Yeah. Uh, Rowan says that his tempo is now a deconstructed tempo. Yeah. <laughs> his tempo of enlightenment. Um, Paul says his night sky is very effective. Prue says inside is actually very neat, even though he didn't like, do everything that he set out to do. Um, Paul says that the actual sponge was too heavy and that there was still moisture to get out. However, it was still very tasty. So Rowan, uh, like looking back at his bake, he says, it wasn't a resounding success, but it was useful. <laughs> <laughs> so Rowan, he, he's living up to what I think the title of the most interesting baker this season is. Yeah, okay, okay. You got a good pick. You got a good pick. <laughs> but we haven't seen the pantomime yet. We haven't seen yeah, the pantomime yeah, no, yet. No, you're right. <laughs> Hold your judgment. Hold your judgment. <laughs> All right. So finally, we have Sura, our pharmacy dispenser. And Sura is making a lemon and orange Battenberg cake with mini marzipan fruits on top. So this one actually looked pretty cute, I think. I thought it was one of the better looking ones overall. I think so, too. You think so, too? Okay. Yeah. We did see, though, her cake was overflowing in the oven. She said that she didn't use that tin to practice with because it took 
three weeks to arrive or something. So apparently <laughs> she was using a tin that was twice the size. Because <laughs> this one yep. had a lot of extra cake coming out. We learned that she is not a Battenberg fan, but too bad because she's got to make one, right? <laughs> All right. So during judging, Prue says that it looked really pretty, that the flavors were there, and it was a lovely cake. Paul loved the glaze decoration, and it really set it off. So the textures were good. It was very neat. And he liked the marzipan. So as we were watching the judging, though, we saw our new host, Matt, eating a piece of the cake and asked what the stock was made of on the fruits. It's like a decoration. I think he ate decora like a decoration that right. was edible. Yeah. And so Sarah says, you're not supposed to eat that. It is edible. And then he's, he's, Matt says that he knows that now and like everyone's laughing. And I guess it was a clove. So he said that his mouth tastes of Christmas afterwards. So we got a little funny moment from, from Matt there. Not funny enough for you, apparently. <laughs> okay, we're going to win you over. We're going to win you over with Matt eventually. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Unless, unless Matt gets eliminated this round. Right. <laughs> Matt, that's my prediction to go home this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have a star maker and then Matt goes home. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right, shall we go on to the technical challenge? Okay. So now we have the technical challenge. And this time it's a courtesy of Paul. And the bakers are tasked to make six miniature pineapple upside down cakes that are topped with fresh pineapple, a fresh pineapple ring. And soaked in a caramel syrup. They're going to have 90 minutes to make this. So Paul gives us a little insight. He says this is a classic. And that they're testing them on their timings and consistency. So read the recipes carefully. Right. Which, as we know, are not very helpful. Not at all. No. <laughs> so they're looking for a light, buttery, and perfect caramel. And one of the troubles that he says they're going to have is ripping the sponge when they're trying to get it out of the tin. So we'll yeah. see sort of how this plays out. You definitely have to butter your tin. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so um, Paul also said that he, would, he used to have pineapple upside down cake at school dinners. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a very, like, to. yeah, I was like, <laughs> is that what school would serve you for dinner? A cake? For dessert, maybe, right? Not yeah, like maybe as for the, dessert. As the main course. I don't know. But <laughs> I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go over the bottom three, the technical. Okay. So unfortunately last place and twelfth place is Linda. Mm. Um Linda when she was making the caramel, she's like, it looks quite a bit too dark. And then later she also admits, I haven't read things very well, have I? <laughs> and yeah, she puts way too much syrup in her pineapple upside down cake. Kind of a mess. She also has trouble getting it out of the tin. It doesn't even look like a like a whole cake. It looks like like pieces that are kind of like cobbled together. Yeah. And um, during judging, Paul said, "There's numerous issues. There's issues with the sponge. There was apparent issues getting it out of the tin, and it wasn't properly cooked." Crew said it didn't rise enough, and it looks like it was pushed together. So yeah, last place in the technical, uh, Linda, unfortunately. Um, in second last place, we have Mark. So in the beginning of the technical, Mark said, I've never even tried one of these. And uh, that, I guess that unfamiliarity with the pineapple, pineapple upside down cake kind of caused him to not do well. 
Um, this is hey, yeah. Sorry, this is Hamish Mark with a C, right? Oh yeah, Mark with a C. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hamish. Yeah. He also says he hasn't made very much. He hasn't made made very many caramels. So this is kind of just like thing after thing of things that he's not familiar with. Uh, during judging, Paul said it was too dark, and there was apparently an issue with the tin because everything looked kind of like not together. And mm. he, Paul sniffed that out pretty well because he didn't butter his tin. Mm which he uh, recognizes was a mistake after he baked it. And also somehow there was too much caramel and it was also burnt. So uh, not doing very, very good for Mark Wiffesey, a.k.a. Hamish. And then finally in 10th place, we have Lorea. Um, Lorea kind of has trouble with the challenge uh, when she takes out her pineapple down cake. Uh, the pineapples don't really go with the cake, so she's has to do kind of like a rescue mission for the pineapple. Mm. Uh, during judging, Paul said that her cake was pale, and uh, she was obviously rushing it. And the cream, when she put it onto the cake, the cake was still too hot, so the cream just melted everywhere, mm -hmm. which uh, they can tell right away. So yeah, bottom three in the first episode is always kind of worrying because I think that's what they kind of look to when they're looking to eliminate somebody is who didn't do well in technical because there's mm. a clear, clear attempt to 11th and 12th place. Oh, yeah. So, Lorea, Mark, and Linda are all in trouble here. <laughs> okay, so before we get to the top three, let's talk about the incident that happened. We yeah. Had, <laughs> we had some cakes on the floor. We had some controversy in this first episode, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So while shooing a fly, <laughs> Sura accidentally knocks over Dave's cakes. Yeah. At least a good half of them, right? There was only really one that was sort of outstanding still. I, think I don't know if that was two. part of his baking. Yeah. Yeah, and and she looked like she felt very bad about it. She did. She did. Um, yeah, that's tough. When that happens, I don't... Like, what if she knocked down all of his cakes? What would have happened then? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Just just so we're clear, Dave ended up in ninth. So not yeah. too well. They, The judges were informed of what happened, and they did try to judge him on his best cake, which was the one outstanding one, although they said some of the flaws were not due to dropping on the floor Yeah, as, as the cause, right? I, th I think the judges so. treated it as fairly as they could have. Like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they understand that mistakes will happen. Right. And it's just unfortunate that he didn't do too well either. And also unfortunate for Sura because uh, when you go over his top three results, it was kind of a bittersweet victory for her. She felt bad about it. You could tell she felt bad about it the oh, whole yeah. time. Yeah. So Dave took it well, though. Yeah. I mean, but he understands that he still had two kicks there and they're judging a bit just based on those. Yeah. I thought he handled it pretty well. We've seen some blow ups. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the tent before so overall oh, good job good old yeah. Ian <laughs> there were not cakes in the bin so. right okay so in third place we had your pick Rowan Rowan yes so overall he did fairly well Prue said there was a nice color and a lovely cake Paul said that it was neat and uniform and overall they said it was a good consistency across the board and the sponge was very very good in second place, we had Peter. So Prue said that it looked really nice. The piping was good. The caramel was good. And they were all even. 
Paul also commented that the caramel was right in bringing the levels the right flavor. And Prue at the very end said that it was a pretty much a faultless bake, but just a smidgen below the winner. Smidgen. Just a smidgen. And that winner in first place happened to be Sura. <laughs> yeah, and she was so upset about the whole incident, so she, she couldn't was. really enjoy it. I don't, she I was teary-eyed the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's to say? The piping was excellent. It was absolutely level, lovely. It was well-balanced. You know, everything everything was just well done on hers, obviously. So it looked most like the sample. It, it was a good job. So at the very end, they had some little uh, speeches. So they talked to her, like you said, it was bittersweet. She said it was bittersweet because she felt so sad for Dave and wished that it didn't happen. Uh, we heard from Peter who said it was a bit of a crackerjack of a day. <laughs> I'm assuming that's yeah. good, right? He was pretty pleased. Yeah. Mark with a C said that, you know, he doesn't like making big mistakes, but he made a big mistake there. And then we had Linda also from the bottom said that they asked for a pineapple upside down cake but she gave them a pineapple fritter, <laughs> which is true yeah. to what you said. It just wasn't quite to form. So we heard from a couple from our top, a couple from our bottom, and it was, it overall, I thought it was fairly difficult for them. I think all the challenges in this episode were actually pretty difficult for the first episode. Yeah, I agree. This is, this is yeah. a pretty tough first step. They were kind of harsh with the yeah. challenges. <laughs> but yeah, uh, shall we move into the showstopper? Let's. Showstopper time. Okay. For the first showstopper challenge, the bakers had to create an eccentric 3D cake. <laughs> 3D. Which, yeah, 3D cakes. You know, things that are more than 2D. We've talked about this before. <laughs> um, the 3D cake must uh, depict their personal celebrity hero. And it's supposed to be of their bust, which includes their face and their shoulders is what I think like Boo says. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, we kind of get a, um, we get an episode of Nailed It here. <laughs> yeah, that's what, exactly what I was thinking. We're finally covering Nailed It. We're, we're covering Nailed It finally. <laughs> and uh, I wish some of these bakers, like showed, they showed a picture of what they baked and their celebrity. <laughs> and I wish they would have said Nailed It. Because <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> um. Paul and Prue are talking about this big. Prue says to make a cake bus, um, the bakers must be engineers, decorations, or decorate decorators, and bakers. So they have to wear a lot of hats here. Their biggest challenge might be too much cream, which will make the because I guess we're using a lot of cream to decorate the the face, which can make it too sweet. So there's danger of that. Mm. Paul says the key to me is the sponge. The sponge must be the right texture, and it also must taste good. So kind of a yeah a tricky uh, first showstopper for for our bakers here. I thought it was uh, really first, difficult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first up, we have Dave. Um, so Dave is a Blink One Eight Two fan, mm. which I was kind of surprised. I was like, "One Blink One Eight? This guy from Blink One Eight Two is his hero." Um, no had a funny comment about that. Where he's like, "Yeah, yeah, sure, I love that kind of music." And he's like, "No, I don't." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His bake is the three flavors of Tom DeLonge. Is that the thing they make? DeLonge. DeLonge. Okay, Tom DeLonge. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Dave is using mint and strawberry sponge cake and cocoa buttercream. Uh, so when, I, when you picture mint and strawberry, 
and like buttercream. You, I kind of picture like a mint color, a red color, like a white color. You know what that makes me think of? Aquafresh. Okay. <laughs> you think of Aquafresh? Well, His look like Aquafresh well, to me. Well, <laughs> I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. So during judging, Prue said that um, the cake tastes kind of toothpastey. Yeah. <laughs> And the mint was overpowering. Yeah. However, they thought his design was like a caricature, which was cool. So that was kind of good. Uh, Paul says it was a letdown on texture and flavor. So uh, not good to have your uh, egg described as toothpaste. All right. So next we have Ermine. Mm -hmm. And she made an ode to Lupita, who was yep. an actress from the movie Black Panther. I never saw that movie. Uh, I never saw that good. movie, actually. She's also in a movie called Us, which I really like. It's a horror movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good. Did you recognize Lupita from the cake? Not from the cake. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> from the picture from the picture she brought, I recognized her. Um, from the cake, it did not look like Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> think so either. But we'll, we'll talk yeah. about more of that in a little bit. So we're... <laughs> Ermine made a chocolate sponge, coffee cream, cheese, icing cake. She had a really cool fondant icing fabric, though, which we'll talk about. And mm -hmm. she was making isomalt eyes, which was also a good in thought. <laughs> right. Yeah, in theory. Yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. So during judging, Prue said that the fondant work was exquisite. And I believe she was specifically talking about the, the shirt. And it looked really good. It really did. It looked like fabric. Yeah, that jacket looked nice. Yeah. It looked very nice. Like, Paul actually thought that it was real. So, <laughs> as far as the cake goes, he said it was a rich chocolate cake. It was delicious. And that he'd sit down and have a slice of that anytime. So, mm. overall, I think fairly well. Because we don't have a lot of very accurate cakes <laughs> so this, this would have been a perfect note it i would have loved for this yeah <laughs> so flavor is probably a little more important this round yeah yeah definitely yeah i think i think hermine is she's gonna be a strong contender this season yeah all right so next we have laura uh laura is making a lemon and elderflower freddie mercury <laughs> from the band queen yes um he has a cool mustache and a cool Famous yellow jacket. Yeah. Did you know he had a famous yellow jacket? I th I thought it was red for some reason. I don't recall yellow, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't. No. I'd have to look that up. Uh, during judging, Laura says, everything was going well until the head exploded. Which, uh, <laughs> Noel, no, he can't stop laughing at that. Yeah. Uh, Bruce says, the jacket is very nice. And both of them say that the flavors are good and that some moist cakes. So I think Laura did a good job here. She kind of saved herself from uh, being in trouble. For mm. Freddie Mercury, even though it did look good, it tasted good, and it had a nice jacket. Maybe not a nice Freddie Mercury, but a nice Freddie Mercury jacket. I thought it was kind of cool looking. It it was sort of on the cuter side. Yeah, definitely. It, yeah, it yeah. wasn't super accurate, but whose was? <laughs> <laughs> okay, up next we have Linda, and Linda, interestingly enough, makes a lemon and orange Bob Marley. And she even gives us a little rendition of Bob Marley that I'm not going to do. So she's... <laughs> you, should do you should definitely do it. <laughs> okay. So anyway, she's making a cake filled with lemon, 
lemon and orange curd, and she's using a coconut rum mascarpone cream. So it sounds pretty good. She has a little bit of difficulties with it, and she is not getting all of the detail in it when she puts it together. Similar to when she was doing her ambulance, right? I don't think she's <laughs> able to execute exactly how she would have liked to. So one thing Paul says is that he would have liked to at least seen a mouth since Bob Marley was known for his voice and this kid yeah. didn't have a mouth on it. <laughs> yep. So that was probably a good point. And then as far as the flavor goes, he said it was delicious. You can't really go wrong with citrus. And Prue agreed that it was a delicious cake. So overall, I mean, what, what did you think of it visually? Um, I thought it was interesting that she wasn't going for like accuracy in how it would look as a person. <laughs> like, like the colors were pretty like out there, right? It was kind of tie-dye-ish and yeah. silhou silhouette-y. I don't think she was going <laughs> for, she wasn't going for realism, which I think is a smart idea not to go for realism. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, next up, we have Lorea. Lorea is making the flavors of Jamaica, which is a tribute to Miss Lou. Um, I don't know who Miss Lou is. I did not and either. After this uh, episode, I still have no idea who Miss Lou is or what she's supposed to look like. <laughs> they did. I did see. They did show a picture of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, true. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um. So Lorea, she's she's going for it. He decides to, uh, <laughs> okay. he decides to uh, flavor a sponge with chili chocolate with a lot of chili, mm. like a lot of chili powder. Mm. And then she's also going to include ginger mango jams with a lot of ginger, a lot of it. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of bold flavors in this one. Yeah, a lot of bold flavors. So don't judging both of them. They both say, so we got a picture of Mrs. Lou. You got the head scarf tick. You got the necklace tick. Um, the resemblance to her <laughs> not, not looking good. Um, when they actually bite into the cake, Paul says the chili is strong. And he goes, this is very strong. It comes in waves. And then also the chili after the ginger is way too much. The chili and ginger is it's very spicy. I can try to, try to imagine what that would taste like. And it sounds very spicy and very strong. <laughs> And Paul also says this kind of lines up with what happened in the signature. You went overboard on flavor and also like you kind of overbaked your cake. So not looking good for Loria. Not good. No. All right. So up next we have Lottie. Lottie. Lottie's making a coconut and lime Louis Thoreau. Mm -hmm. Louis is a filmmaker and was on Celebrity. Bake Off. She was yep. a contestant, so that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. So she's using orange and chocolate buttercream and coconut and lime sponge. And interesting enough, she used a skull mold to make <laughs> to make her cake, which kind of made sense, right? Because she did say, I mean, you're making a bust. you got to have a skull. That's what's under people's heads, right? So. Yep. I didn't know you could do that. I did not know either. I was like, why didn't other people do that? I don't know. We're learning things here. It would have helped. <laughs> yeah. So we get a little bit of judging here. Prue said that it was recognizable, which is always good. And then Paul said, you get all the flavors, but it's overbaked bone dry. Yeah, unfortunately. Theme yeah. of the episode. Yeah. 
So what did you think about this one as far as the visual? I thought the visual was okay. It looked like a old guy sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. I think one of the better ones, yeah? Yeah, one of the better ones. Yeah. I think we have, we have some good things to come from Lottie. Mm, I hope so. And I hope one of those things is pantomime. <laughs> All right. So next we have Mac. Uh, Mac is making a tribute to Bill, Bill B- Bryson. Is that author, apparently? Bill Bryson, yeah, yep. And Mac said he studied his face and knows every crevice in his face. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's using a lemon Madeira flavored cake with a red currant jam. Uh, during judging, True says, this is obviously Bill Bryson. So he did a very good job with the sculpture. Yeah, good job. Also, the detail is very good. Uh, both said that the lemon Madeira with the red currant jam was a lovely flavor. However, Paul said it was very dry. So the dryness is a shame. I think he got the design right. Mm-hmm. But when it came to like the, the taste of it, he probably overpicked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so up next we have Mark with a C. And Mark makes a chocolate and vanilla Ziggy. Ziggy Stardust. Mm-hmm. So David Bowie as Ziggy Stardust. And attempted. He's... Attempted David Bowie. Right. <laughs> right, right. There were a lot of attempteds in this yeah. showstopper around. So he's doing a chocolate sponge with vanilla buttercream. Kind of basic, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it came down to judging, Prue said it was as far away from David Bowie as you could get. And that he <laughs> lost his neck. <laughs> and then Mark replied that it looks more like Jabba the Hutt. It did look like Jabba the Hutt. It did, yeah. yeah. It did. <laughs> this is another time where you should just name your your cake, you know, 3D cake guy. <laughs> I'm just going to make a, a puddle man. <laughs> yeah, then it could be anybody. Yeah. yeah. Also, when they actually got into the cake, it was very dense. Paul said mm-hmm. that it was slightly overbaked, but the flavor was great. So we didn't get a bone dry, but we did get overbaked on this one. <laughs> <laughs> so not too good on both fronts for Mark with a C. He's definitely in trouble on Mark with a yeah. C. Yeah, yeah. All right, now I have Mark with a K or just Mark. <laughs> yeah, I know. Do we need to call him Mark <laughs> yeah. with a K? If we're I don't know. Mark with a C. <laughs> it seems unfair <laughs> to call him Mark with a, just Mark if that one. I don't know. And Mac without the R. <laughs> or Mark without the R. Would it be yeah. Mac without the R? <laughs> Mac without the R. That's what we'll call Mac. Yeah. So uh, Mark with a K is making a originer of the species, which is a tribute to Charles Darwin. Mm. He's getting philosophical up in here. Up in here. I don't know why I said that. I like it though. <laughs> So he his sculpture is gray, so he's definitely going for like a uh, stone kind of look. Mm. His flavors are ginger spice sponge with coconut buttercream, which sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. So in judging, Paul says you could see who it is, which is a compliment. It looks like Charles Darwin, which is great. I, th- I think Mike did better with sculpture than a lot of other people did. Pretty because good because it looked like a person. Prue <laughs> <laughs> said it looks yeah. great. <laughs> Uh, Fruit also said the ginger spice sponge with coconut buttercream was lovely and had a great flavor. Paul says the spices were well done, um, which is kind of uh, kind of kind of like a sly insult to um, Larea. 
mm. whose spices weren't well done. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is the example of how I was making that it can spices can be incorporated nicely and evenly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that was Mark. All right. So next we have Peter, and I'm liking what Peter's doing here. Let's talk about this. So Peter's making a in honor of Sir Chris, which I had to look it up again. <laughs> Chris Hoy, who is a cyclist, uh, Olympic medalist. Yeah. Um, do you think Peter cheats? <laughs> so that's what I want to talk to you about. He has a strategy. So he's, it's a strategy. he's doing basically in cyclists wear those onesies, <laughs> basically, right? an aerodynamic <laughs> onesie and a cap yep. with yep. a cap and goggles. Yeah. So there's no hair and there's no eyes required. Paul right? Pooh actually points this out when he's like talking about his bag. He mm-hmm. said, like, you're very clever because you don't have to do hair, which is very difficult. It's a lot easier to do a helmet than hair and yeah. goggles instead of eyes. Mm-hmm. 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 I like, I kind of like where Peter's going, though. He's he's a student of the game, right? Yep. A student of the game and he's got some strategies. So I'm interested to see where he goes with this. So Peter's doing a Victoria sponge and strawberry jam and whipped cream cake, which to me sounds amazing. Yep. It does sound very good. So it looks pretty good. During judging, Prue says it's very dramatic. And it looks as though he's puffing. (laughs) He kind of had a little swagger lean to him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's like, you know, he's in action. This is mid-motion. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) so she thought it was delicious that the concept was great it was very witty paul said that it was also delicious that uh, meringue buttercream with strawberry cream sponge just spot on that it felt fresh and light so good strategy i think and good execution very clever peter i must Mm -hmm. give him that so uh, next we have my favorite baker which is rowan (laughs) <laughs> Rowan is making a Let Them Eat Cake sculpture, which is a tribute to Marie Antoinette. So he plans to have chocolate cake with kerch-soaked cherries, and he wants to make uh, shoe buns into her hair, which is a very... Um, he's going for it. Ambitious. <laughs> this is very, very, yeah, ambitious. very ambitious. Very ambitious. Unfortunately, he's, the... <laughs> doing all the things. Unfortunately, the shoe buns don't go well. And instead, he uses white paper, which actually looks really good when it comes out, right? Yeah, because he was going to put a ship on there with some sails, right? <laughs> Isn't that what it looked like to me, yeah. right? Yeah, he was going to put a ship on there. It, <laughs> it didn't come out that way, but I mean, for an improv- improv- improvisation, it goes yeah. very well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, when it comes to judging, Paul says, you kind of have a pattern with broken promises. Mm. And his advice to Rowan is to say less and do more <laughs> but uh, Paul says it's instantly recognizable who it is Maria mm-hmm. Antoinette it's very obvious so he did a good job with the design Bruce says it's absolutely brilliant on the design and both of them complement the flavor they say the cherry flavor is delicious and overall it's a very tasty cake I want to say this I think even though he's over promising I think he's still delivering pretty solid bakes oh yeah definitely you know what i mean i mean the signature and the showstopper yeah they're both very good bakes yeah yeah i can only imagine if he were to actually hit the promise 
That's just like next level. Yeah. I mean, his first signature, he was trying to like encapsulate the darkness of evil in a tempo of enlightenment. <laughs> so, <laughs> if he ever hits like, he actually hits one of those. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that if yeah. he makes it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So, last but not least, we have Sura, and she's making an ode to Attenborough, David Attenborough. Uh ode. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> who is an English broadcaster and a natural historian. And Sarah is using coconut sponge and raspberry Italian meringue buttercream. And during the bake, all the bakers seem to have completed, they got to put it on the edge of the table, and then they were going outside. And somebody started to lean over, and it was her cake. Yeah, we saw this in the beginning of the episode when they were showing like the, the preview of it. Now I was teaser. dreading, yeah, I was dreading this the whole episode. <laughs> Yeah. So luckily she got in. I think she even said I never run. But she ran, she ran back into the tent and got his head back up and put a little what was it? It was, it was a little cylinder of things behind <laughs> there, like a That was like a rolled up baking mat. Oh, is that what it was? A rolled up baking mat? Okay. That's what I think a, it was. It was a rolled up something. So during judging, Prue says that she <laughs> likes the flavor. Paul says appropriately he's reclining. <laughs> to which Sarah replies that yeah, he's having a nap. And it did look like that. But Paul continued to say that it was very neat. Um, everything looked good. Sure, the face. It was not too dry. It was nice and moist, smart and neat, and that she did a good job. So another pretty solid outing by Sarah, I think. Yeah, I think, um, I think Sarah is really solid. Mm -hmm. hmm. So who's in the bottom here? Definitely, there's only two that's they discussed it. Well, they didn't really discuss it, but I think we kind of know mm. because th there were three people in the bottom going into the showstopper. Wow. And there were the three people that did the worst in the, uh, the technical. Mm -hmm. Mark, Larea, and uh, I don't know. Linda? Linda, yeah. But Linda, she did really well in the showstopper, which saved herself. Mark yeah. and Larea both didn't do well in the showstopper. I want to add one more person who I feel also did not improve since the beginning, and that's Matt. Oh, yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right. Matt's also in trouble. I'll just throw that in there for you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Matt, if you're listening, 25% um, of your jokes this episode will get to me. Okay, well, yeah. it's not like he came out and said 100% of my jokes are going to be funny, so he's not over-promising on his jokes. You're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Matt... Larea and Mark with a C. They're all in trouble. Um, they didn't have any discussion. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe because it was pretty obvious. Yeah, so straight into final results, which we will also do. <laughs> they announced Star Baker, and Star Baker is the youngest person in the tent. It's Peter, mm -hmm. who cheated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's, very, wow. he's very clever, it's Peter. Okay. No, he did a good job overall, and um, you could tell that he's very skillful and he's very researched. He knows what to do. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what he does in the future. Yeah, I think we, we have good things to come from Peter. And unfortunately, they have to send somebody home, which is a shame because this person probably had to like go through the quarantine bubble and just be like two days. Between Mark and Lorea, and unfortunately, it's Lorea that has to go home. Mm. All kind of comments that he kind of wished that he, as a judge, 
there are certain times that he wishes that he could just tell them what they're doing wrong and what not to do. Mm. But uh, unfortunately, he can't turn from fear. And the uh, way it was the same story with her signature and her showstopper. Yeah. Which is that too much flavor um, and also overcooking, overbaking her cake, unfortunately. Yep. So, yeah, it's always sad to see, so, see someone go so early in the season. It is. On the bright side, we won't be mispronouncing her name for the rest of the season. True. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if only one of the marks went home. And then yeah. we were not... No, there's easy. three of them. We can't yeah. send all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't it be crazy if like in the future both the marks are like in trouble mm-hmm. and they say like the person going home is muck yeah also yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> or or if we just don't know like everyone was just kind of even and going home was mark and star baker was mark that would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would also be fun that would be fun <laughs> All right, are you ready to go into segments? Let's. What was your funniest moment of the episode? Didn't have one. No. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, I had a, I had a few, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw Matt a bone here just because we're so rough on him. Even though this isn't really my funniest moment, but it's one of them, I guess. It's when Sarah knocked over Dave's cake, cakes, and then basically Noel blamed it on Matt. <laughs> and then Matt said it was his fault because he was looking at Sarah when it happened and that she was probably hypnotized by his beauty. Yeah, I think that, that was one of his good jokes. That was the 25%. <laughs> yeah, at least it yeah. kind of brought some brevity to the situation. Yeah, no, so, you're right. Uh, can I give a couple on your honorable mentions, though? I loved it when they called the Bob Marley cake SpongeBob. <laughs> that, that was good, right? That was good. Yeah. And then I'm, I know I have a lot of favorites here, but when I think it was the end of the f- first round during the um, signature, when everyone was trying to wrap up, Noel started talking to Lottie like in the last seconds. Mm-hmm. And he's like, y- you're going to wrap this around that when that's done, right? <laughs> and I can only imagine like, don't you think it would be really frustrating? I mean, I love Noel, but when they're starting to talk to you and ask you questions when you're trying <laughs> to get your bait, <laughs> she's like, you're, she's, she's like, you're nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. Lottie played it off well, though. You know? Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Okay, I had a lot. How about you? Um, I have a runner-up, which is the, the various things on Matt's head. Oh! Except for the, yeah, that, that was pretty good, I guess. Yeah. That was a good sure. bit. Okay. Comedy points. <laughs> um, okay. But my funniest thing is, uh, there was a time when Lorea sneezed, and it sounded like the weirdest sneeze sound you would ever hear. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I must have missed that. Now I can yeah. go back. It was a crazy sneeze. Can like, you Whoa. recreate it? Uh, Try. It. <laughs> <laughs> it was very, it was very squeaky and very small. Oh my gosh, yeah, it, was, it was funny. Was that what it sounded like? Um, no, I, I don't know what I was doing there. We should do a side by side playback on our Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Of your Nailed it. Yeah, and her actual sneeze. <laughs> Yeah. All right. What was your favorite bake of the episode? I'm gonna go with Peter's showstopper, basically because I just love the combination of that Victoria Sponge strawberry jam and whipped cream. It's like basic, but it's delicious. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's where I'm going. How about you? 
I want to try that Marie Antoinette cake. Oh, <laughs> eat that rice paper. Yeah, <laughs> give me that rice paper. <laughs> no, it looked good. Chocolate cake with uh, soaked cherries. That sounds like a good combination. And the judges seem to like it a lot. Man, and also Rowan, Rowan the genius. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He's like a mad genius. Yeah, he's a, he's a mad scientist. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to do predictions? I'm actually excited about predictions this time because I actually get to predict. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Why don't you go first then? All right. Who I think is gonna? Do we do Star Baker first? No. Let's let's do who going home. Who's going home first? Right. Okay. Who's going home? I don't know. This is kind of tough. There's a lot of people I can see going home. <laughs> well, based, based on your pre-show ratings where everyone was out week three or four <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you have a who, lot to who, choose from who's the person that got last in technical i'm forgetting the out was it laura uh last in technical was linda linda i'm getting my house mixed up linda i think uh Mark. linda might go home next episode that was also going to be my pick oh really so i will not pick her i will not pick her I'm going to pick, gosh, I like, wow, it's tough. Dave. Dave is going to wow. have Baker's remorse. And he's going <laughs> to want to be there. <laughs> he's going to want to be home. You think he's going to self-sabotage like, himself so he can be with his wife? Yeah, yeah. Wow, how romantic. Yeah, I like it. As you know, I, I rarely pick on baking ability. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right? So, There's always this meta textual stuff. Yeah. So I'm going with Dave. All right. Yeah. Um, Starbaker. So Starbaker, usually the person who's Starbaker in episode two does really well for episodes two, three. Like they get whoever gets Starbaker, like episode two or three, they usually carry it forward. Momentum. For like a pretty long time, mm-hmm. and I think it might be Sura this time. Oh, I was gonna say that too. Okay, because I think if like the technical didn't throw her off, she would have done really well mm-hmm. in the show's popper. Mm-hmm. I think it just she got a little flustered with like the whole incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she's gonna do really well this season. Well, I gotta go. I'm not gonna. I don't want to pick the same one as you, so I'm going with Mark. <laughs> So it gives Mark me two chances. I'm going, no, I'm going with Mark because it gives me two chances to win. <laughs> <laughs> Always a good bet. Mark to the end. Mark. <laughs> yeah. All right. We finished our first episode. We did. That was a great first app too. I enjoyed that one. I would say so. Um, yeah. And we are looking forward to covering the rest of the season with you guys. Please check us out on our instagram if you have any comments um our instagram tag is at quick mix podcast we will be posting on it more since the new season is occurring (laughs) come chat with us yeah come chat with us Uh, send us a message tell us if we got something wrong or um if you love matt and you want to come to his defense (laughs) (laughs) matt if you're listening come tell me a good joke wow yeah (laughs) slap Slide into Q's DM. Slide into my DMs. With a funny joke. Yeah, yeah. All right, guys. We hope you stay safe out there and take care. We will check you in. We will see you next episode. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.